Welcome to another episode of Into the Combine. I am Shadi. J Diddy. <laughs> oh my god. Keep like, going with it. <laughs> I'm staying the man. <laughs> uh, and we got a great episode for you. Um, let's break it down. That was a breakdown. Yeah, and uh, that breakdown is a little foreshadowing for our topic today. I don't know how we want to describe it. I guess uh, un- underappreciated slash underrated albums. We didn't make too strict a rule, so you know, take it as you want to, I guess, is how we I'll did explain. it. I'll explain later. Okay, well, then that's where I was going with that breakdown. So that was a band I thought of, and I thought, you know, I don't know, maybe they're not, you know... Maybe they're not that underappreciated. I'm not really sure. So we'll, but we'll still sneak them in there. That's Pyrexia, the track God from the album Sermon of Mockery, which okay. came back out and came out back in 93. And uh, they're a New York hardcore, I'm sorry, New York death metal band, but kind of with those hardcore vibes, you know, like kind of like a suffocation. You hear a lot about suffocation, Pyrexia though. You guys ever heard of them? No, no sir. I've never. Oh. Yeah. So for, so for fans of suffocation, like can't go wrong. It's a really good fucking album. But uh, I chose to kind of pick a few other ones that were maybe higher on my list. I'm not saying I didn't hate it. I just, it was almost like too much of suffocation. It's a very, yeah. It's yeah. almost like, dude, it's funny because you hear suffocation get blamed for all the, like the slam and all that that came later on and the death core and all that. But you could kind of look at this band too because they almost even go heavier into it with those like slow parts and the, the hardcore yeah, yeah. breakdowns and shit. It, but it's a fun listen though. But yeah, it's not groundbreaking. Suffocation's better. So, yeah, but it's still fun. It's still good. And it's kind of a lesser known one if you do like that style of brutal death metal from New York. So, yeah, Stan, you want to explain further? What were you what was your, what were you going with this topic? Yeah, so I guess, yeah, underrated, underappreciated. I guess you can all, I kind of see hidden gems as a different um, topic. But I mean, I guess you can also put in some hidden gems. Yeah. But to me, it was just like stuff like, I'm just like, I want to shake you. Like, why the fuck don't you like this as much as, <laughs> you know, that's yeah. what I kind of where I'm coming from. Or like, you know, I think you, you had the idea from like me bringing up Winter Sun. Yeah. Um, that CD, like, and you know, I got a lot of hate and I just fucking love the thing. Like, you know, right. so 
you know, that's kind of where I was just coming from. These are CDs I just really enjoy that don't ever get talked about as much as maybe another CD by that band or, yeah, you know, stuff like that. I did a little bit of both. Like, I have one or two that were like that where it's like, yeah, why don't people like this more? And then some of them were just like, why doesn't this get talked about more? You know, not necessarily people that hate it, but, you know, I kind of went down that way a little bit. So there's maybe one one gem on here, something like that. But yeah, something similar. What about you, Shadi? Um, I didn't do it really as like, I, I mean, I guess maybe, no, it's kind of more like, yeah, just shit that like I feel like people should be liking more that I just liked a lot. Or it was also shit that like people maybe... I guess didn't really respect that much that I thought should have been respected more. Sounds about right then. Yeah. Yeah, we're all on the same page. I guess yeah. we're on the same page. Okay. Yeah. We'll see what happens when we start listening them though. Yeah, I guess we'll, if yeah. We we'll agree. See. Oh, and to break it down further, we got uh, Derek from Two Mold. I had asked him if he wanted to come back on. They got that new album out and I asked if he wanted to pick his own uh, like five and he went down a little more of like the, the gems stuff okay. that you just kind of never heard about, never got the attention deserved. He did some old ones, some new ones, and uh, yeah, so that was fun. So that we did, we talked for like, we talked for over an hour. So there'll, there'll probably be at least an hour or so of uh, with clips and all that on that. If you want to yeah. hear the rest of it though, it's gonna be at least fifteen to twenty minutes, maybe more, depending how I edit it out. That'll be on just the page, just for the Patreon. So that'll be nice. over there. Nice. Yeah. Thanks, Derek. That's uh, <laughs> talking to Jason for that long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I can't believe he did it either. Yeah. All right. Stan, why don't you start us off? Okay. I see um, your homework over there. I see you got your files and folders already. Yeah, I just, I don't know which one I want to do first. Um, Pencils all sharpened. <laughs> uh, are we going to try to play a game or are we just going for it? No, just go for you it. You know, whenever okay. we do these, we should just play the we clip. Try we'll a game. See. I feel like this is going to be a hard one to do a game. Yeah. Well, let's, let's, all, let's start with clips first for all of them. We'll see if we sure. get them. Okay. I'm going to go, uh, I'm just going to start it out. This is just, stu- okay. This is something I talked about plenty of times before, but just, yeah. It's probably like Inciferum or some shit like that. Finish, maybe. Oh, see, you guys, you guys, you, oh. see, I don't you guys know. Are just a, you're with the rest of the, it's not as good <laughs> as the first one. <laughs> it's I a, liked it. it. It's Crimson 2. 
Okay, dude, I was thinking Dan Swano. I really yeah. was. I was like, wait, what? Oh, fuck. It just, every time I hear, like, every time I read, oh, it's not Crimson One. No, it's not, but it's uh, seriously a fucking amazing album, you know? If okay. you compare it to another, the first one, yeah, it's not as good, probably not as good, but, like, it's a fucking, it's a gem. Yeah, because a lot of people are just, they don't even oh. go for it at all. No, yeah, I mean, I've never really given it the chance, so. I I, I recommend huh. it. I've recommended it many times, and I still do. Interesting. I, I remember like, listening to it back when we did the album review of Crimson, and, uh, to, to, it's basically a Swan solo album. Yeah, you know, I mean, you got to give them something for that too. Okay, okay. Is it uh, it it holds up against? I know it's not gonna hold up against Crimson, but what about some of his other stuff, like or even just them in general? Um, see, okay, I'm just I'm I'm in love with the dude, you know. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. So I just love this album, but I I always listen to both of them, usually back to back. Okay. Yeah, it's something I do, and I just I respect it as much as the first one. I really do. The the first okay. one's like probably a top five album of all time for me. But and so for someone who's never heard either either Crimson, what's this kind of shit? Like, what do you? Uh, how would you explain it? Oh, progressive death. Yeah, with a lot of a lot of riffs. Do you, I gotta ask you this? Do you have anything else from Dan Swan on this list? Uh, I do not know. Okay, because oh, I I didn't know if you were gonna put this on here because I thought about it, but his Moon Tower album. That's a fucking fantastic album too. <laughs> I thought of that as more of like a little hidden yeah. gem because a lot of people don't really, you yeah, know, that's oh, not I what you think one. of. I like Crimson Two better just because it's harder. Okay. But that's Moon where Tower I was going is fucking with it. awesome. I was gonna say I like, I, I remember liking Moon Tower better. So I remember thinking like, oh, okay, they're kind of like going that direction. I'll just listen to Moon Tower. Yeah, but there's so a big I guess gap I'm... between Moon Tower was like a couple years after Crimson. This okay. one's later on. So okay. Okay, I like that pick, though. I don't know if I have your back, but I like it. <laughs> I think I have his back. <laughs> Johnny, you, ch- you got to check it out. Just listen to both of them back to back. It's cool. Okay, I'll try to... Like, that just, one, just that was like, cool... When you get done with Crimson 1, I just feel like it's such a... I'm, I'm, I'm expended. Yeah. Like, yeah. I can't, but then, yeah, yeah. I'll try it. See, I, I picked that clip because it's got that riff from Crimson One, the main one. Oh, you know, okay. so like it kind of just cool how he plays off of it, and but he does his own thing, and yeah. I knew I knew those vocals, man. I'm yeah. let you say it. Okay. All right, uh, Shadi, go, ahead. go next. Go ahead. All right, number I guess one. Pick number one, then yeah. Get the boy! 
good? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was ready after that first two seconds. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Something that's familiar to the two of you. Yes. Oh, yeah. But I think not to the rest of the people. And that's Job for a Cowboy's Sun Eater. Explain this um, one. That was the son of Nihili. Explain. Nihility. Nihility. I have no idea. You're the English major. I don't major. know. I'm not. But, but yeah, I don't know. That's, um, I think the last album that they put out came out a while ago in 2014. I just feel like it didn't get enough praise. And every time I listen to a song or off of that album or any time a song off that album comes up, I don't turn it off and I always like it. So it always gets me to bob my head. It's, I guess it could be a hidden gem, but it's not because the rest of their shit's also as decent. But I just feel like this album always stood out as them being, you know, on the way to doing something and then nothing else came after that. So... Yeah, I don't know. It's just always an album that I feel like should have gotten more praise and it never really did. So Yeah, I kinda I kinda agree and disagree why it's on this list. Like, oh, it's an amazing album, but I feel like it did get enough it everything I heard about it was good. You know, maybe it just didn't get enough praise. I'm in the middle, yeah. I, I see where you're saying because Jabra Cowboy ob- obviously is a huge band, but I'll say for but I the think by the time this album came out, they weren't anymore. I don't know if I would say that, but I'll give you this. I, I like the pick because for anyone in like the deathcore world, yeah, they knew it. They like them. But for the death metal and more of like, you know, non-deathcore fans, people who would like, you know, uh, turn their heads at Jopper Cowboy, they're missing out because there's a lot of people who wrote them off just because of their band name. Exactly. That's, true. That's, so, a, that's a good point. Yeah. So anyone who just likes progressive death metal go listen to this fucking album because it's not yeah. deathcore. It's nothing It's nothing no, like their old shit and it's worth a, a chance because it's a really good album. Well, I guess that's why I say were they pretty much dead by that point because that, that scene had kind of tapered off and you're mm-hmm. exactly right. I had written them off and then I remember hearing like eating the visions of the gods uh, or of God and then being like, holy shit, like this is yeah. a completely different sound than I was used to before. So right. yeah, I mean. I think it works. I, yeah. It's definitely something that was popular, but not to everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's a, actually, yeah, it's a good pick. Okay, thank He's you. coming around. Look at him. He's coming around on it. <laughs> I, thank you. <laughs> yeah, about I, to I, cut I, your I, throat, yeah. cut you down, and now. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, it wasn't oh. that harsh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get to something uh, actually good here. Let's go. Oh, my uh, God. <laughs> son of a this bitch. fucking guy. Maybe, Stan, you might be able to guess this one. This is uh, clip what two. number? Two.
definitely don't know the band, but the vocalist, fuck, it's like gonna bug me. That's why, yeah, the vocalist is the only, is your only hope on that one. If you've never heard this album, I don't know. So that one was from Pestilence. Okay, I was thinking that. So, uh, yeah, that's where you you maybe I thought maybe you'd get the vocals from that. Their 1993 album, it's called Spheres. And Shoddy, you would have got this if you would have took my advice a couple weeks back and gave this I album a listen, I like I uh, suggested. But um, that Martin Van Druen still? No, he because he right. left after the second album. Yeah, that's like, okay. So this one is okay, so Martin Van Druen. He's on the first two. You know, Consuming Impulse. That's their. To me, that's yeah. still their best album. I fucking okay. love that I album. To, yeah, yeah, that's like the only one I would ever listen to too. Until one day I was like, well, you know what? I take that back. Uh, the one that came after that was good to uh, Testimony of the Ancients. And that was because I always wanted to hear what they sounded like after he left. I was like, oh, this is great too. Um, went more, so it went from that old school death metal and it got a little bit more progressive. And then they jumped into this album, which Holy sounds shit. like a fucking sci-fi movie. Yeah. But with, but what I like about it is it's with those old school vocals. So it like almost like counteracts it. Cause I wouldn't, I don't know. I don't always love like stuff that Shoddy likes with the where it's like, oh, like a little more progressive like that. But if you throw those vocals in there with it, I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm just thinking of my list now when you say that, <laughs> and I'm like, fuck you, as <laughs> how. <laughs> you see what I'm saying, then, right? Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. But uh, dude, I was really digging that though. Honestly, I'm downloading it cur- like as we speak. That's that's why when I listened to it the other day, I was like, this sounds yeah, like this something is, Shoddy would be into. Yeah, fuck mm-hmm. yeah, it is. But people, people, I, from what I can tell, I mean, with this stuff, I don't know. It's everyone's opinion's different. I mean, someone out there, maybe you like it or whatever. But most people jumped off them after the second or third album. Like most oh, people yeah, did not okay. listen to this album, didn't like it. You know, I'm sure there's people out there that do, but like, it's definitely not what they're known for. Yeah, but it's a it's a fun listen. Like, don't go into it thinking consuming impulse because you're gonna be pissed off. Mm-hmm. It's well, not I've, old school. I've, been, I've never listened to Consuming Impulse, so I think I'm going to go into. Yeah, it. you're good. You should just go in blindly. But yeah. if like you're a fan of their older stuff, don't just go into it when you're more in a mood of like, almost like uh, I don't know. This this is, this album actually has like relaxing parts to it. Like you could hear that part in there with the synths and shit, where it like yeah. just breaks out into something like jazzy or like proggy. You know, it's not like an intense, intense album. It's more of just like getting to a vibe. I don't know, more experimental. They were trying shit probably like Death did with Human and Atheist and shit. Like they got the bubbly bass lines and all that, you know. They were trying to like expand their wings and it's just funny because they broke up after this for like a while. So I don't think this album did them any favors at the time. But then they came back and they went old school again. So like if you listen to anything now, you know, it's back to their old roots. They kind of, it's like a one and done kind of thing for them. But it's interesting. Nice. All right. Um, let's listen to clip four. Nothing bad, why for some base to go? Cow, nature of my king, 
Was it like scar symmetry? No. Oh, you oh. son of a bitch. Okay. That's, that was really fucking good. Okay, so I brought this up a couple episodes ago. It's that okay. Immortal Souls album. Ah. Uh. That uh, Christian melodic death metal. Oh, but a different album. Brilliant. No, the same album. This is a different song, though. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I thought that was just some re- bad recording stuff. Like it wasn't. It was like more raw. I'm forgetting. Yeah, this, at I the guess. time I might have had a bad recording, but this is what I got now. You know. Okay, Immortal Souls. Okay, I gotta write Immortal this down. Immortal Souls, fi- finished melodic death metal. Oh, that, yeah. I think it was '93. That or no, it wasn't that early. Um, I don't know if '96. Mm-hmm. But no, it's just one of those albums. Like no, I guess this is more of a hidden gem for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you like any Scandinavian melodic death metal early stuff, I mean, th- I don't know why this is not. Oh, it's 2001, actually. Sorry. Um, Which album? Under the Northern Sky. Their ver- first album. Okay. If you like any Scandinavian early melodic death metal, check this out. I Dude, mean, I don't think that's what I just listened to. No? I listened to something really cleanly produced with like 80s vibes and shit. <laughs> Did I listen to the wrong track? No. Oh, this was shoddy. Track four. <laughs> oh, my God. That's why. That's why you said Dude, that. Dude, was it Scar Symmetry? Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, holy shit, why the fuck is he thinking that? <laughs> okay. All right. So, okay. I remember the Immortal Souls clip. That's why I was talking about it being more raw. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. we're good. We'll keep going. And then we'll go to yours next. Okay, we'll go to my next. I guess go ahead, Stan. Listen to my four track. <laughs> Anything else you want to say on that one? No, I mean, you just ruined it, but (laughs) if anyone's not heard this, just go listen to it. Please do yourself a favor. Yeah, don't listen to Jason. (laughs) So now I'm listening to SE4. Yeah, let's get to the, let's get to this one. This one was fucking awesome. Yeah. (laughs) I'll listen to it again. (laughs) (laughs) That's so different. I'm just gonna say I did go back. I listened to Stan's clip, and that was that was badass. <laughs> <laughs> I played catch up. That was fucking cool. Thanks, thanks. <laughs> I like that speed, the galloping. That was sweet. Yeah. But uh, uh, anyways, 
my clip was um uh, Jason already said it. Yeah, Star Cemetery. <laughs> it was from the Singularity uh, album that came out, I believe, two years ago now. Um, we were supposed to receive another one. Never fucking happened. That song was Technicoloptic Cybergeddon. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. anyway, I've always loved the album because of the fucking solos and the melody that was being displayed. Is this Ben me. Ellis? Yes, yeah. Okay, ben okay. Is, damn, yeah, he's a motherfucker, and it's just so beautiful every time. He Do like not- sweeps into the solos. It's just, yeah, man, every time, like I could have picked any song off of that album and threw a solo of his in there and it would have sounded as beautiful. So see, I'm guilty. I, I'm guilty of just underrating this band. Like yeah, uh, just still- never checking him out. Like I don't, I just know of them, but like, that's it. Like never actually listen to them. It, the, the album from start to finish. I mean, if you can deal with some of the over the top vocals, um, some of the cleans that are happening, uh, musically, uh, you know, the guitars are amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we're talking. He, oh, I like the clip. Yeah. Like a little solo and then a big solo. And then he just does this fucking shit that's over the top where it's just, I, it's just so beautiful. And he shreds at the same time. I just, I can't really say enough about the guitar on the album. So I'm guilty of like, I, I love that band and I never listened to them. Seriously? You like, never you'll bring them up on a show. I'll go, yeah. I'll listen to them like the next day at the gym. Like, this is so fucking cool. And then they just drop off my radar. Like, I, I don't know why, but they're so fun. I mean. Yeah, that was really good. It's hard to yeah. mix that kind of shit and make it good and not be like just cheesy, but they do a good job of it. Exactly, yeah. And I mean, that's why I've been a little sad because I've been waiting for the, the new album was supposed to come out like the beginning of this year and it came and went. And I mean, all of their, you know, socials have been dormant. They haven't been saying much. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's supposed to be building off of this album. So they were supposed to be doing this three-parter, this epic three-parter. Okay. And it's supposed to be the continuation. So I was expecting to hear more of the same shit, but nothing yet. So we'll see. All right. Yeah. What do you have for us, Jason? Um, Let's do one that I've talked about. Well, we talked about it on a Patreon bonus episode. Okay. So... We didn't talk long on it, so let's do that one though. So, oh my god, you guys are gonna fucking kill me! Did you not oh record god. anything? I did, forgot to record. Okay, Jesus I am now. Christ! <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Dealing with your bullshit. Okay. <laughs> Oh, maybe, maybe I, I forgot, forgot to hit record, record too. too. <laughs> All right, clap again. Three, two, one. All right, well, now it's going to cut into good quality because Stan's recording I'm with sorry, his fucking mic. I'm sorry, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, anyways, uh, let's jump to, uh, yeah, my pick, number five.
I'm starting to realize we need to listen to each other more often. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. All right. Uh, so that's Brutality. Okay. Remember that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That album is called Screams of Anguish from 93. And uh, I don't know. I've been obsessed with this one for... I, th- I think Dude, I was... It's a good album. Yeah. You So you've listened but, to it too? I did, but it's like, it's not sticking for some reason. <laughs> like, okay. you know what I mean? Like... Yeah, yeah. It's worth I don't go, it. always go back to it, but it's so good. <laughs> it's one of those that I pick up, every, you know, once a year when I'm in that like Florida... Usually when I'm on a Florida death metal binge. That's like how I, yeah. fr- I remember to, to go back to them because they're from Tampa, Florida. These fuckers were around when death and massacre, you know, all that early shit was going on. Yeah, yeah. But they put this album out and then... They didn't quite follow it up, and I don't know, dude. It was recorded at Morris Sound Studios where all the other good shit was recorded, but these guys are unknown. But this album is just as good as fucking early Deicide. I mean, it's, oh, got, yeah. it's got, I don't know, it's got slow grooves of obituary and fucking it's cra- some of the crazy leads of like Morbid Angel. I don't know. It's pure Florida fucking death metal. I don't know why maybe they're not that, talking about it. Maybe that's why it gets drowned out, though, because there's so much good shit that came out at the same time it's we're doing the same thing i know but that's back in the day to the, them this is a good pick because it should be with the rest you're of right them. i completely agree it it's should be not. i don't get it like they they reformed a few years back and it, it's just like they can't redo it like they're not you're never they're never it's, gone i don't think so yeah yeah it's their one thing but i mean it's it's got so much variety too because like they're fucking like you could hear a little bit with the leads in there i picked kind of a hard-hitting song but dude there's a lot of variation like they, they do there's like three full-on instrumental interludes on this album that are bizarre like they don't really match the rest of it but it's got like its charm to it and um yeah if you like a mix of some of the slower mid-paced shit with like the crazy fucking fast even morbid angel type stuff like it should be known it should be brought up with all that other shit like if you were to talk about deicide fucking brutality you know mm-hmm. just because they didn't necessarily follow it up that's okay so screams yeah. of anguish 93 yeah, yep. for sure. Yep. Oh, Who's is next? that me? Yeah. All right. Yep. This is a weird one. I, Jason, I think you're going to like it, though. Okay.
fuck was that? What? <laughs> okay, so that was uh, deteriorate. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you guys, you ever heard of them? Nope. No. Not at all. Okay, so I was on eBay just looking at old death metal, like seeing what I could find, and <laughs> I just got intrigued by the cover. This is an album, Rotten in Hell. Rotting in hell. Okay. And I watched it because I was like, I'll buy it just for the cover. And then it ended What's up going cover? for like 60 bucks. It's just like a skeleton with like blood. It's like stupid, but like it just like looks cool. Like, and uh, so it went for like 60 bucks. I was like, There's so, well, this must be a good CD or something or something at least rare. And I listened to it. It's just like raw and like dirty. Like, this is 93. I mean, that's pretty fucking dirty, and it's just got fucking riffs and grooves throughout the whole thing. It's just a fucking cool album. Hidden the, gem, for sure. The vocals were, like, all... Like, there must have been two vocalists. Yeah, yeah, I think there is. Oh, the I vocals the, stand the out, too. Like, sweet. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I wanted it so bad just because the cover, and then I actually listened to it. I was like, wow, this is fucking good. Uh, what is it? What's the name of the band again? Deteriorate? Deteriorate? Yeah. Routing it out. Fucking spelled out. I've never heard of them. They, it no. looks like they put out two albums. But, I mean, it's a good fucking album. I don't know what the other one's like, but... Their vocals were weird because it was almost like a hardcore vibe in there mixed with, yeah. like, that dirty death shit. Yeah. And, I mean, that snare drum's fucking disgusting. Like, the drums were just, <laughs> yeah. like... It I was mean, like, I wasn't... I wasn't really digging it the most, but... Yeah. It's, yeah, a, it's, it's a little got too ri- rotten. It's a little too... It yeah, is. You gotta be in him. the right death metal mood for yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, I, I... Yeah, I could get into this easily. That's the kind of shit I've been listening to, so... <laughs> I, I yeah I'm I'm writing it down right now. I like Dude, it looks it. like it was re-released in uh, 2017. Yeah, yeah, like a two CD CD. Oh, okay, you know where they came demos? from? Uh, Pennsylvania. Oh, okay. <laughs> Some American dirt right there. Just one of those one of those bands that just puts out a death metal album in the early 90s and just calls. Them, that's it. <laughs> yeah, like, there's so yeah, many of them. God, it. I wish I had that life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, they, yeah, they they put out an album early college or whatever, high school, yep. and then got the real live jobs after that. <laughs> All right, shoddy. Okay, I guess what do we have left from here? Let's go ahead and do number two. Okay. S-E-2. Two, yeah. <laughs> Not Stanley Ford. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, no, no. 
I want to hear a little defense on this one, why it's underappreciated. So that was uh, Flesh God Apocalypse. Uh, that was And the Vulture Beholds off of the album King. And this isn't so much an underrated uh, album. I guess it's more underappreciated in the terms of the musicality that's going on. Like I was watching some of their live videos. I was stupid enough to miss them when they came through. And they're fucked, man. Like when you take into terms the vocal capacity of them playing with, you know, the the live female vocalist that they have who's a professional, whatever you want to call her, vocalist. I don't know what tune she Mm -hmm. sings in. On top of all just the metal that's happening, I think it's just purely amazing that they're able to reproduce what they do on the CD in a live atmosphere. Mm -hmm. Like the musicianship is off the fucking charts. The shit that they're playing isn't easy by any means. And I mean, the vocals speak for themselves. So both he and she, I feel like have to be somewhat classical trained or, I mean, she is for sure, but his voice also, he can belt out a fucking tune. So yeah, I just think it's underappreciated what they're actually doing on stage. Mm -hmm. So, especially in when we look at, you know, I mean, I'm not taking away from what other bands do, but I don't know. I just feel like they need to do, they're doing a lot of fucked up shit to, to make all those sounds come out and to remain that tight on stage. So it's one thing to make a CD and to make all of that stuff click, but when they do it live, it's a completely different level of appreciation, I guess, that I have for them. So you back yeah, in it, Stan? A, oh, yeah. I mean, that's a good point that he makes. I can think of like... You know, I had to watch some like Winter Sun videos and they kind of do the same thing like that. You appreciate a lot more when they like, they can produce that live. That's a good point. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, because I'll be honest with you. There was a couple things that I was about to put on here and I went to go like find like I wasn't doing this purposefully, but I seen a video of them playing live and it took everything away from me. Mm -hmm. It was like, holy shit, that's really what they sound like. It was a complex sound that they were trying to make on the CD and then live it just sounded like garbage. And I was like, ew, like I lost a little bit of respect for them Mm -hmm. as a band because it was multiple videos. It wasn't just one. There was multiple videos where they sounded like trash and they produced this big sound on the CD, but then when they step on the stage, it kind of falls apart. So It's almost like a whole damn topic we could do, underappreciated talent. I didn't even think that's about that. Yeah, that's I mean, pretty I good. Guess, yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't know. That's just, I mean, I always think of them when, you know, people talk about these musicians that are up on stage and whatnot or these bands. And it's just, you know, there's mm-hmm. always a stick that I, I, I measure certain bands yeah. to. And this, they're kind of a marking stick for me in the, in the live atmosphere. So fair enough. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, my third one here. Let's do, uh, actually, yeah, let's go ahead and mix it up and we'll do my third pick.
looks pretty intrigued on that. Uh, yeah, I think I know what it is, but yeah? I don't want to sound stupid. Go ahead. Yeah. What is, Put yourself what out is there. It? Come on. It, no, I don't want to say it. <laughs> and, <laughs> what, what is it? You, and Jason, what, what country you would you think they're from? Sweden? Yes. <sighs> Dude, well, maybe I don't know. I mean, is this obvious? Well, okay. I'll just say it. I don't know how under... No, I don't know, because I'm not... the. You know, I know my death metal and what's known and what's not. The blackish metal, maybe I don't know. But I think this band is less known. Nagelfar? Nagelfar? Okay, no, yeah, no. Never okay. heard of Okay, everybody thinks of Swedish melodic death metal slash black metal. Who do they think of, Stan? Dissection. Yeah, that's um, the go-to, right? See, this was, yeah. But what people don't do, unless you're like a diehard, is probably go and listen to fucking Nagelfar or there's like five other great melodic bands from Sweden, melodic black metal bands that I thought about bringing in. I was like, which one's the most less known? I don't know. This band is probably more known, but this specific album, I don't think it is. It's from 95. I need to know all of them. You do. And we, I'm going to send them because I've been, that's all I've been okay. listening to lately. Okay. But this, this album is called Vitra, Vitra, V-I-T-T-R-A. Uh-huh. It's from 95. So post, you know, the Somerlin. Yeah, so, yeah. So they, I mean... I'm sure they took some cues from uh, dissection. Mm-hmm. You can hear it in there, but it's just, just a similar vibe, man. It's a similar blackened melodic black metal album that has some of those Gothenburg sounds in there too, and it's got the evil parts. You know, it's got a lot of melody. It's just a beautiful masterpiece. Like it's, you know, is it as good as uh, like Storm of the Light Spain? You know, it's it's probably not at that peak, but it's. You could pair it right with it and not really miss a beat, I think. Yeah, it was good. I was enjoying I'm gonna it too, definitely, man. I heard of them before. I think I would read You're going to like it. What's what's the other bands like that's kind of lumped in with them? Well, Sacramentum or Winterland okay, um, yeah. or like... Um, I don't uh, know. You could do like Dawn, that Slaughter Sun album, you know? Those are all, those are all albums that you're, you're just going to love if you like Dissection. But I thought this would be a good one to to go with, just because I don't know, I don't I don't see it brought up as much as it should be. Like I'm sure people mm-hmm. know about it, but they they have a career after this album, and it's I've never really bothered with it too much. Um, I think it gets more mainstream, maybe more. I think it might get more symphonic, for what I remember. But mm-hmm. this one just kind of has that raw sound to it a little bit more. It was it was produced at uh, Abyss Studios, Peter Tagdren, so it's got that good uh, yeah sound. The only the guitars are a little buried in it. It's the only thing sometimes I would like the vocals are a little louder than the guitars. And I wish uh, it was the opposite. Like bring the vocals down just a little bit, turn the guitars up a little bit, you know. So maybe that's why Dissection still sits above it. Not mm-hmm. to mention the like he invented that shit pretty much, but Yeah. Yeah, dude. Nice pick. Nice pick, man. It's good. Well, I mean actually so is Stan next or am I next? Uh you. Because oh, actually my pick number five fix, fits right into this. Okay. Okay. Um I mean you can just briefly listen to it. It's something that we should all be familiar okay. with.
Jason looks like he's still confused. <laughs> and that's why I picked it, because he's confused. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> See? That's so fucked up to me. The, this is a good pick. I thought it was going to be a bad one. No, this is... shit for it. Makes so much sense. <laughs> he still doesn't know it. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> that was the section. Oh, uh, Rain Chaos. Chaos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dude, that, I like, thought so I about put, this album, too, to put, to bring yeah, on. Yes. This is a good, perfect awesome, pick. Awesome. Yeah. Yep. Everybody always Christ. talks about the first two, <laughs> and this kind of gets written off, and I argue this band did not write a single bad fucking song, nor did they write a single bad album. I agree. This album's a little bit more polished and a little bit more, I would say, lighter than the other two, but it's just as fucking good as the other two. I argue it might be my favorite. And I might be pissing people off by saying that, but I honestly love this fucking album. So it's just people think of Dissection and they don't think of this album, and it's just unfortunate. So that's why it's a good pick. Yeah, yeah. No, I had a I had made a playlist and I had this on there and I kind of forgot about it. But you're right; like people don't go past Storm of the Lights, Bane, and I mean I know it's yep. so different, but go into it with like a little more of a heavy metal vibe. You're probably gonna be happy yeah you know yeah and even if you just even if you just like melodic death metal just check it out like it's the fucking riffs and the fucking yeah i agree doesn't it doesn't have (laughs) yeah i don't know it's a good pick storm is my favorite but i when this one comes on like a shuffle or something i am out i was like wait who is this and (laughs) i'm just pissed that i didn't fucking guess guess that yeah jesus christ Uh, all right all right rounding it out me last last picks yep no we got i got two more oh you got two more yeah yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, I'm sorry. This the next. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I start okay. the rounds. Uh, let's my play bad. my pick two. We figured it out about 30 seconds in. Oh, yeah? What is it? Shoddy. 
<laughs> you guys. I never said I figured it out. I said it sounds like I listened to it. I still don't know what it is. Oh, okay. So. Okay, was that um uh, that Thomas dude? No, no. Okay, you're what was close. That? Oh, Finish? see, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, just say it. I know. I know this. Okay, so it's Insomnium. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, it's uh, okay. So it's this album. It's Across the Dark. Okay. So well, everyone, when you talk about Insomnium, everyone talks about Above the Weeping World. You know, that's their probably their most probably their most known album. You okay. know, one of my favorites. But Across the Dark, the follow up to that is fucking dude. Every fucking song's just so fucking good. It's so catchy. It's so clean. It's so like. It's just, it's a classic, like, the melodies are just so damn good, and I just, I'd never really hear that much about it. You know, they're like, oh, above the weeping world, you know? (laughs) (laughs) So this is like one of those ones, like, no, go check this out, like, please. Across the dark? (laughs) Across the dark, yeah. Is that like your favorite by them, or no? Well, okay, so they got really weird lately, you know, the later, later albums, they get really light. Then yeah. they put out Winter's Gage, which, you know, that's an outlier. It's amazing. But the last couple albums before that, and even the new single, you know, it's like, uh. So I think this is my last favorite besides Winter's Gate. That's a, you know. So you like when they keep a little more heaviness. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, this is classic. Like, this is that finished sound, like, you know, the <coughs> Kalmas and the mm-hmm. Moors Princeton ist or whatever, you know. Yeah. But they, they bring that catchiness with, like, the riffs and the, you know, even they got some singing on this one. It's a good album. Well, you got me. I definitely, it's one. I, I'm probably the victim of the same, or like fallen victim of the same mistake. Like, yeah. you know, listen to the one that people talk about the most, but I don't think I've ever listened to that one. I recommend this to anyone. It's a fantastic album. I, added it. I can't wait. I added it. Yes, I added it too. All right. Um, all right. Jason. Let's go to, uh, this one is another old school death metal from back in the day. Let's do clip, underrated one. So, 
That uh, I don't was, know that one. Yeah, <clears throat> it's a, it's one that I don't see ever mentioned unless you're just de- digging through the fucking mm, that's a, you know mills of like old school death metal, like reaching in the lower racks for some old shit. It's Cemetery. Uh, the album is called An Evil Shade of Gray. Okay. Uh, from 1992. And uh, that track was Dead Red. It's the opening track from it. But, hmm. uh, you know, not the best produced album in the world. I don't know if, Stan, did you hear like the weird way they recorded some of those guitars in there? That's like you can almost hear like the pick scrapes and shit. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. It's you, very raw. Yeah, it's yeah. very, it's almost like a demo. But mm-hmm. um, it somehow works. Like, if you can get past some of that kind of stuff, like, it, it sets a good uh, atmosphere. It's like a, it's like a spooky death metal album in a way. Kind of mm. like, you heard the like the keys and synths, you know, kind of like the kind of cheesy. But if you're into that, it's okay. And that's kind of what separates it out from me. It's from Sweden. You know, it's recorded at uh, Sunlight Studios. But it doesn't sound like Entombed, you know, necessarily. It doesn't sound like the classic Swedish stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Besides having somewhat of a similar buzzsaw tone. Um, they do a different thing. They're not afraid to, like, slow it down. They get a little doomy here and there. But uh, the synths is really what stand it apart because... You'll get tracks like that, and it's not just all one thing where it melds together like some of that stuff does. You'll get a synth break, you'll get a fucking acoustic break. You know, it's 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 old school, and it's uh it's got enough like openness to it to like kind of just sit there and vibe with pretty good. And I never hear it. I don't know. You guys have never heard of it. I you know I've heard of the band, um, but no, never like check this album. No. Yeah. I've heard of the band. That's about it. I'm going to yeah. check this out, though. This is cool. It's got a cool-ass album cover. Yeah. Swedish. There's a lot of good little gems in Sweden there if you want to go digging oh, around. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, it's... <laughs> yeah. I want to pick up my country. life and move there. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. All right. Let's... Uh, final picks. All right. This pick is going to be a little controversial. I don't really give a shit or care. <laughs> but, yeah, you probably don't need to listen to it. But it's my number three. Can we go defend this one? Okay, so the my last pick was Coma Ecliptic by Between the Buried and Me, and the song I picked was Turn on the Darkness. I don't know. I know that Between the Buried and Me is highly acclaimed, and they're loved, and 
you know, I don't. I mean, I know that you two didn't really like this album. Ah, but I did. I, uh, I did. did not. No. Okay, Stan did not like it, and I know that it kind of got a little bit of like fair reviews with people saying that it was a little bit too mainstream sounding, and they had maybe abandoned a little bit of their you know their edge and their sound. But I looked at it and listened to it as a way of Tommy. I'm sorry, not Tommy. Wait, Tom. Yeah, Giles. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Expressing his like vocal, I guess, ability. So we get a lot of range here in his, I guess, instrument, which is his mouth. So yeah, I feel like this is his album to shine, and it's kind of like a play that's set up around him and his vocal abilities. So I don't know. I just remember not hearing the greatest of reviews. I still love it. I feel like it's probably one of the higher picks of the albums of theirs hmm. um interesting so yeah i don't know i just feel like it was maybe disregarded a little bit i mean we think of colors obviously right. and the more of, you know the newer material but i feel like this album just kind of got you know listened to and then thrown to the bottom of the pile so well, where with me it still very much remained at the top so yeah i don't know i i told you i thought i was gonna get a little shit for yeah, it yeah i'm trying but... to think if i can i can't back this one up yeah I respect the, I mean, this is why we did the list, though. It's for yeah. yourself, you know, and I I can't defend this one, though. <laughs> I see I where you're so, coming so from as far as, like, def- it's definitely, like, when people mm-hmm. are talking BT Bam, they're not going to say coma ecliptic usually, but at the same time, they're pretty big at that point. I almost would have went with something like the one, like, right before Alaska or something, like, uh... Yeah, but that's the thing, though, is, like, the, I mean... I feel well, like that's with a as good much actually, work, Alaska's a good fucking pick. Yeah, or <laughs> that. Pick. I, I agree, but I just feel like with the, as much work as was put into this album with the, the theming and the whole... You just want it to be more saying, The whole story. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like, I don't know. You just hey. want to shake someone and be like, what the fuck you doing? <laughs> well, yeah, because I feel like this is the one album that's like a, the movie of theirs. You know what I'm uh-huh. saying? Like yeah. they had money. I guess I'm saying like metaphorically, they were like, let's do something big. Yeah. And they did it and everybody was like, uh, when's the next album coming out? <laughs> and it was like, oh, okay, well, I guess we'll just give you three songs that are 13 minutes each and then yeah. you can have fun with that. So I don't know. That's just how I felt about it. Yeah, I'm not backing it, but you're also not wrong. It's not a bad okay. way of talk or, or like you know bad point of view on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I feel you guys. I didn't back all your shit, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, what do you have, Jason? All right. What's your last pick? Um, this last one's uh, uh, let's just listen to it.
Holy shit. Any anything on that? I was liking the end of it. The, um, but yeah, I don't know who what it is. No. No? No. <laughs> you look like you want to guess. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> All right. That was uh, the band Ripping Corpse. Okay. Which is a great fucking name. And the album Fitting. is Dreaming with the Dead. Now, this is a one album only deal with this band. Wow. Now, where people would know it from, <clears throat> it, you know, if they do know it, because I don't know. Again, I don't know how well known this is. I just know I don't know it very well, or I, I hadn't heard of it until a certain point. But the, the reason that I did find out about it is because Eric Rutan, this was like his uh, pre Hate yeah. Eternal. So I've seen this before. Hold on, I got to. Yeah, that's the thing. You probably have. I think it's on Decibel's Top 100, I think. Okay. I wouldn't, I would not doubt it. Again, like I said, it might be one of those that like I missed the boat on along the way. Yep, it is. Okay, but yeah. Yeah. Yep. I never listened to it though. That was, That's what I mean. It, it might not, not it's not an underrated. Like I think it's, uh, if you have listened to it, you're going to be like, holy shit. Like, yeah, yeah. Do you hear it come out much? No. When it comes no, to death no. metal, you don't. And so I think if you haven't heard it, then you should check <clears> it out. But like I said, Eric Rutan was in this band, and then they split right after this album, and then that's when you know Hate Eternal came out. I don't. He wasn't <laughs> the only mastermind. Like everybody in this band was fucking geniuses. Mm-hmm. It's, dude. It's you can tell from that clip. I mean, you hear the drum intro, the guitars are doing the craziest shit at all times. Those vocals are like a mix of like to me John Tardy of Obituary with a hardcore vocalist. Mm-hmm. Did you notice that? Like, oh yeah, a, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Different vibes to it, and uh, they're from New Jersey. But yeah, it, what I like about it most is really there. There's not another album that really sounds like it. You know, there's little things where you can be like, okay, a little morbid angel in there. Um, but really, it's just like they do whatever they want, man. It's like they do the death metal stuff, but you'll hear a little Pantera groove, or you'll hear a almost like a math metal riff or a lead. It's a off the wall bonkers like just crazy listen. So even if you don't, you know, if, like Shadi, you're not always as big into the old school death metal. Yeah. But this one, you're gonna be like, oh, the instrumentation is like worth listening to or something. Well, like that's that. what exactly I was gonna say. Is the second they started getting into it a little bit more, I was like, holy shit, I like what I'm hearing. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. The meatheads will Good like pick. it because they'll have some hardcore breakdowns. The people want to hear some <laughs> other shit. You know, you'll get that too. Yeah. Good pick. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, finishing it out, Stan. What number are we on for you? Uh, this is my last one. I got a couple. Of, I got a couple of honorable mentions, but this is my last official. Okay.
What was it? <laughs> Jason? I mean, it sounded like uh, Later Day Entombed or something. Yeah. Uh, okay. The first thing I thought of when we thought of this topic, it's massive killing capacity by dismember. That's what that was? Yeah. That didn't... Okay. That's not how I remember that sounding. I remember... Okay. Really? You know what? I remember that hyper fucking melodic guitar part now that you say that. Yeah. But I don't remember the vocals being like that. Yeah. They're just really fucking gritty. That death and roll. Like, I, I just... No one gives this album praise except like a few people yeah. here and there. And I fucking, I, I fell in love with this album for the first time I listened to it. It's just, I don't know. I, <laughs> I've i always been a backer of this album. I, Dude, uh, I was loving that. Like, yeah. ser- that was fucking awesome. That's, it's not, it's not like, if you're looking for like an ever flowing stream, you're not going to get it. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just a fucking cool album, cool riffs, cool songs. I, I I really like it too. Like yeah. I've given it a chance. I think probably after you've talking about it more or whatever, and and it is fun. Like yeah, it's not my favorite from them, but it's a fun fucking listen. Just because it's it's like the only album they ever put out that's like different for them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or really different. Everything you know? else kind of just runs together. Yeah, that's a good pick. Yeah, people. Yeah. I feel like people don't actually like do not like it usually. And I feel like there is the diehards that do like this one. Well, I'll but be it's honest like, with you, I don't really like Ever Flowing Stream that much. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, I don't. I've tried to listen to it multiple <laughs> times. <laughs> just, <laughs> just stop it. <laughs> just you're digging yourself in the hole. Cool. I'm not helping I mean, you out. <laughs> I just, I don't, I don't want any help out. I want put the dirt on top of me, brother. <laughs> But, but you're yeah, liking I, but, that, yeah. But that was grabbing the fuck out of me. So. It's got those. It does have that melodic sense yeah. to it, and they got yeah. catchy riffs throughout the whole thing. Yeah. Yep. Okay, you got me uh, want to listen to it again because, like I said, the, the vocals sounded. I don't know. It. That's what threw me the most right there. But mm-hmm. it's a good pick. All right. Uh, so that's all. That's all five of them, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you said you had a couple ideas there too. Honorable honorables. Yeah, you got some. I, I got have one. Two. I have one honorable mention. Yeah. So do you want Jason to go, go first? Me? Okay. My honorable mention, I guess, is uh, anything that Darren Miller has touched. Mm. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. I feel like he, as an artist... He is a god. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I he, mean, his guitar work is always... But he's not on that always, level, though. <laughs> what was that? He's... he's. I could see him as a god. <laughs> yeah. I, I just feel like he's underrated and people don't know about him. Like, people know about CKY, but then, like, that's... it's To some people, that's like a gimmick band... But you get what I'm saying? Then other people know them. But, I mean, Darren's kind of, I mean, he's fucked up. I mean, I feel like without Darren, I mean, no offense, Jess is kind of a shitty guitarist. Drummer. You don't hear anything about the bass, you know, you know, mm-hmm. the bassist. And then the other guitarist is just kind of, I mean, Darren can do it by himself. So it's just, yeah. I mean, I was going to make a little compilation, like some of the older shit, like some of the foreign object yeah. stuff mixed with some of the older CKY shit with some of the newer CKY stuff. Um, but, yeah, it's just he has this distinct tune and tone to his guitar that's you know i mean it's i hear it that's darren miller like mm-hmm. i just know automatically like that's darren i'm, so. a, I'm with you 100 percent. and i yeah. like just took it off last week but i had that world under blood album on here again that, see that's uh, another yeah. yeah but i was like i've talked about it i think a few times in the podcast in relation to being underrated so i was like i'll save it but see and i wasn't uh, even thinking of that i was thinking of more of the old stuff that yeah. pro- people probably don't even know i just about, think of like, world under blood objects. because it's like I feel it you. really I flew under, under the radar, and it's such it a good did. melodic really death metal did. album. Yeah, and to me, it was a kind of a fresh album because it had his CKY clean vocals mixed with the death metal vocals, and you could still hear his like just 
fucking genius mm-hmm. we behind still it. have yet though to hear those foreign objects those original growls though mm-hmm. like he like that's something that i feel like he still has yet to to do again so i don't know maybe that's just my ears mm-hmm. i just don't feel like sound it sounds as good as it did it's a little i don't know that's just me but anyway yeah he's amazing yeah so. that's a good pick yeah for sure um yeah so carcass Swan song. I, I know <laughs> I know a lot of people don't like this album, but I just fucking love it. I just think there's so many good riffs in this. Rock? Yeah, dude. Like <laughs> that first song, like the way he just starts out, like it oh man, the riffs in this are fucking it's no heart work. I know that. I'm not yeah. stupid, but like But you can get you, get you can actually like oh, get down with it. Dude, I put it on every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> See, yeah, I thought about it. I was like, do wait a minute, do I like it or not? I can't remember. And it, it's fun, but the problem is there's a couple songs on there that I just like I can't listen to and I, I get always it. like I get it. <laughs> ruins it for me. I there get is it. some really good shit on there. It is. So I'm not gonna like down you for that. <laughs> I might not say it's the same for me. I probably fall in the camp of ah, I'll forget about it. <laughs> what else? Okay, so when you think of early Finnish death metal, you think of always Demigod, Demilic, and Convulse. Yeah. yeah. I think Sentenced, first album, should be up on that. Fuck yeah. You know, uh, what's it called? Shadows of the Past. Yeah. I think I agree. Just, it should be with the, the rest of them. I'm not arguing that. Yeah. I thought about some of those, but I feel like Finnish in general is so damn underrated that like you're just it's, going down yeah. a hole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're people right. People are right. nowadays like dem- Demolik are, you know. Yeah. But I feel like over there though, they're like, you idiots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a good point though, because you're right. You don't, it doesn't come up that much. Mm-hmm. It should. I think it's because they changed their style. They yeah, went it, from that. They went from that shit. I think people that's forgot true. about them. Yep. But you should not forget about them. What about you, Jason? What do you uh, have for us? I'll say the two that I thought of, like, these were pretty quick. But I didn't do this one um, because we've already covered it, but that Disincarnate album, Dream mm-hmm. of the Carry On Kind. Yep, I thought of them too. Yeah, yep. we did the episode on it, so obviously mm-hmm. we don't need to That's go back true. to it. But it's such yeah, an underrated yeah. classic that, you know, it's, wor- mm-hmm. it's worth re-mentioning it. And then the mm-hmm. other one, again, I kind of like rattle this one off too much, and I feel like people are coming around on it these days anyways, which is Morbid, Morbid Angel, Formulas, Fatal of the Flesh. Okay. Again, it's that album mid era. People he dogs me for saying in theory all the time. I've heard him say that <laughs> I know, album like I know. a thousand I times. Do. I guess what I mean. That's why I didn't want to bring it officially on. You're good though. You're good. You're good. <laughs> but people really pass on the Steve Tucker era. They just focus on the David Vincent stuff. But dude, you don't get more just fucking classic death metal and just like not even classic, but straight ahead fucking pounding death metal than that album. Like I could listen to it on end on repeat. So I still say don't forget about that album. Steve Tucker has yeah. it. But that's it. I All mean, right. there's a million you can do, but... I got one more, and I want to okay. get your guys' opinion on it. Um, okay. So, I I'm, I love this band, but... I mean, it's a huge band. So, Pantera. Yeah. I don't hear a lot about Far Beyond Driven, and I think that's... The best album. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't read enough about them to know what people say about it, so I don't... I don't I'm... But, you know, I, you, I think everyone thinks of Vulgar Display, obviously, first, and then they think of Cowboys from Hell. But I just feel like no one talks about Far Beyond Driven. I think and it's, it's, like, I guess pretty it's not up the best there, album. to be I honest. Is it? Okay. I, I, think I just it don't know. It is. Yeah. Okay. I think unless you're giving us a power metal Pantera pick, then we're going to disqualify it. Okay. That, that, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> yeah. But I see what you're just, saying. Like, it's, it might not be the number one mention, but. 
I think it's, it's the one there. that got me into them the most. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, Stan, I mean, for instance, I mean, it still went platinum relatively. Right. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> so, I'm not saying underappreciated, just yeah, compared to the other ones. You know, that's a whole, that's okay. I mean, that's part of it, though. Yeah. If something is maybe the least favorite of a discography, that's fair enough. Yeah, 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 but, yeah. That's true. All right. Let's wrap it there because, like I said, yep. Derek rattles off quite a few good ones in this talk. Okay. Let's, yeah. So you got to be ready for a, a whole, and it's all like, Dirty, fucking, gross death metal that you have probably have not heard of. So you're gonna have you're gonna find a couple good ones out of this. So nice. Stay tuned for that. Again, he's fucking awesome. He's the best. He's always so down to do it. And uh, yeah, I love talking to that guy. So cool. Have fun with that. Don't forget there'll be some bonus. Uh, at least, like I said, a good portion of that interview we'll still have on the Patreon too, exclusive portion there. So get over there. A lot of content coming. Videos and all maybe. these. Uh, I want to hear everyone's t- hidden gems, underrated albums, because I mean, this is just a gold mine. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. It, you're exactly One of my favorite right. Dude. I, I got so much mm-hmm. shit to write down or listen yeah, I know. to now. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Send them our way. Yeah, yep. please. So you guys know where to find us. Hit us up on the socials. Patreon. Hope you like. Yep. Patreon, Facebook. I think I guess we have a Instagram now, or we've had one. <laughs> I just didn't know that. Uh, yeah. But yeah, we love you. We hope you guys enjoyed the episode. That was into the combine. I'm shoddy. I'm uh, staying the little no. I'm little Jay. And I'm staying the man. You guys <laughs> stay metal. Stay metal. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. So with the new album, which uh-huh. came, which is insane that it came out, was it a one year after the last one exactly, or like just, just about? So it came out in July, and I think the Manor came out in June of 2018. Right, which is nuts. I think, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, it's it was a uh, it's crazy. <laughs> Has any other death metal band really done like what is it? Three albums in three years? I mean, um, 
I can't I think of know, anything. Like not not in a long. Uh, I'm trying to think of more recent bands that have done it. And it I would have to be something recent, probably just since it's easier recording nowadays versus back Jeez. in the nine. I don't know though. Maybe there well, could have been something. I don't know about I don't know about those older bands. Like I feel like, like what about a band like Morbid Angel? Like I feel like, yeah, Alters was eighty nine. Blessed was ninety one. Covenant was ninety three. So they had like maybe a full year in between each one. But right. that's, still, that's an impressive output. It is. You know, I think Horrendous did a, a record on a year after one, I think. Yeah, but man, the three in a row. <laughs> yeah, I know. Three in that's a row. A, that's well, like you a, yeah. Open, put out three records in two years. CCR. Okay. <laughs> like they did it. Like, I mean, all those like, those 60s bands did it. Like Kiss put out two records a year for that's, a while. Okay. But, but that's like, that's different. I mean, that's their whole life. That's like what they were doing. Exactly. When you're trying to do it and balance like life and responsibilities, it's it's a it's stupid. You shouldn't do it. I would <laughs> I would really advise against trying to do it. I think I don't. I'm not saying like we we like gassed ourselves, but it definitely was just like, oh shit! Thank God it's done. <laughs> like I don't want to do this again. Like, right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't have a plan of like, uh, you know, a goal in your head in the back of your head, like maybe in another year or, or are you just going to let it run no, out and see? No fourth LP. No way. <laughs> that doesn't mean I'm not writing music. It's just like, it'll just go towards different things. Like we definitely like are like, let's pump the brakes. Like, yeah. Um, and like, you know, like Max who plays drums and does vocals, like he's got a whole other world of music that he does. And he's like, I kind of want to focus on that. And it's like, Oh yeah, that, that makes sense. And, you know, Payson has been has been playing his guitar a lot more at home and like writing stuff on his own, like not not for the band, like just his own personal stuff. And yeah. he's I'm like, yeah, I'm sure you'd want some time to actually just like do that. And I've got like I've got ideas for another band. So it's like I just want to like I want to think about that, too. Like, yeah. So but yeah, makes three, sense. three records in three years is a lot. And like luckily, like it it worked out. Yeah, <laughs> I don't well, think we like, screwed up. Too hard well, that's the thing you didn't you would i mean i would i would lie if i didn't say i thought like man is the quality going to still be up there on this last one you know since it was so quick and yeah you know it's just most bands that would happen but for some reason that didn't happen you know i mean most consensus is this is either as good or better than the last one so i think it's i think it's better yeah uh, i i mean i don't i don't i don't expect people to feel that way um I think the only like I think I'm trying to think who who told me it was better that where it mattered to me that they thought it was better. Oh, my dad. Okay, nice. <laughs> my, dad, my dad. I sent it to him once it was done, and he was like, "This is the best thing you've ever done." Like, okay, thanks. And he was like, he was like, not just with the band, like your whole life. Like, wow, this, that's a good compliment. Yeah, I was like, oh, thanks. Yeah, like I'm fortunate to have supportive parents with that stuff. Um, yeah. But I think that and like a couple a couple pals um, were just like, yeah, this one's better, and like not nothing against the last one, just like this one's better. And I'm like, yeah, thanks. But like, yeah. you know, like I don't I don't worry too hard. Um, I think the thing that caught us off guard was just like we never, like I said, we go in with such low to moderate expectations of everything. Um, so when we go on tour and people show up to a show, we're like, who are these people? This is great, <laughs> and. The, the the pre-order response was just like bananas it's just off nice. the hook like i think i like i remember getting i was commuting to toronto because i moved out of toronto okay so i was commuting into toronto and i got on the subway where i lost like my cell phone service so like i didn't have service for about 45 minutes 
and it was around like the first 45 minutes of the pre-order going live. And when I like surfaced, basically the group chat of my band, I had a bunch of unread messages and it was just like, this color sold out. This one sold out. This one <sighs> sold Everything sold That's out. That's awesome. What the hell? <laughs> and, and the label being like, yeah, we're going to order some more colors. And it's just like, holy shit, man. Like, yeah. And I like, it was like a simultaneous, like, this is awesome. But also, damn, like this is, uh, this is so many units. Like I just felt bad for the label. Cause it's a, it's not a, it's, it's not a good a, problem though. I mean, it's a good problem to have for sure. Yeah. I just feel like, I don't know. I felt bad putting them in that position (laughs) (laughs) so like so since you're gonna like chill out for a minute does that will you mess around with some song oh you could you did kind of say there could be something like a split or an ep or something like that though right maybe we'll see um we've been working on we we've been working on something that hasn't been announced yet it's a single song but i'm really excited about it but as to when i cake i i mean i can't say it on Mm -hmm. the record Um, yeah but when it when that happens, like that's something that we're really stoked on, and that'll be that'll probably be like the last thing that we put out for a while. Um, like a, the la- like, and it was also the last song that we wrote, I guess. Okay. Um, but that might not be till twenty twenty that it comes out. Okay. Okay. Um, so, that, like, will you be still coming up with ideas, or are you just gonna put just be like, okay, that's put down for now. I'm doing something else for a while. It depends. Like, I I just I sort of. I write things that will get designated to like almost like it's almost like if you have like a few folders on your desktop where it could be like one could be like like death metal songs another mm-hmm. one could be like doom metal songs another one could be something else right where it's just like you start writing something you're like oh throw that in this folder throw that in this folder come back to it later yeah what they'll be for like who knows but I don't want to I can't not like just mess around on my guitar and like make notes of like what I come up with or else right. I'll feel like I'll feel bad about my, not for like anybody just for myself. Like just like, no, like make a note of it. Could be good. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I was just curious. Cause I remember last time you said it was really hard for you to sit on something once you've done it. Well, so, that's it, right. Like, so if, if I write a bunch of songs and, but, but like we don't want to like record it might just have to be like, oh, I, I have to do something with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That makes well, sense. Yeah. Um, all right, I want to do one more question from uh, from another Patreon guy, Terry Walker. So he was asking, and I don't know if you're going to know this yet or not, but do you envision your sound continuing to become more on the technical or progressive side, or will you go back to a slightly more meat and potato style, or do you think you've hit a sweet spot with Planetary? He said, which will probably be his album of the year. Oh, well, that's nice. <laughs> I thought Planetary was a pretty good sweet spot for like what I... I feel like every time we write and record... We're getting closer and closer to what I think I want from this band. Yeah. Because um, I feel like it was always like it was it's always like ever, it's always growing. You know, we didn't we didn't start the band thinking that we were going to like try to write songs that would sound that would remind us of like albums like Human or Focus. And then it just sort of happened because mm-hmm. we're just like, well, we can do whatever we want. Who cares? But also, like, you have to have bandmates who will buy in on like whatever your vision is. Right. So. There were definitely like we wrote some songs on Planetary where when we were practicing it, a couple bandmates like quietly, like privately were just like, I don't know about this one. Like <laughs> this could be a total mess. Okay. And they're like, but like, you know, we'll trust, we'll trust like D- Derek seems to think that this is gonna be good. Like, well, let's just trust it and see what happens. Yeah. And then we went and recorded it and they're just like, Holy fuck, like this is so good. Like <laughs> and but it was just like we were we yeah, not to say that we rushed. 
recording it, but we definitely like, I think we work best under pressure. Okay. Um, so having a time, like almost like having a, oh, we want to have a record out by the summer. Well, we have to record it in two months, meaning we have to learn a record in two months. Like those sort of like benchmarks or like timeframes, I think help us. What gets you in the zone? It's like you're so focused and gets the energy up. I mean, it makes sense. Totally. And and for this record, I would write the songs and then I would kind of like start coming up with like Payson and Steve, like you guys should play something like this over this part, but like tweak it as you see fit. And Payson and I had a talk where we were both like, let's have all of our leads written before we go in to the studio. Cause we wrote like almost like 70% of them on the spot in when we did manor. Oh no. Um, okay. And we were like fine with it, but it was just like, we just lost a lot of time and we felt like, Oh, this record's going to be like, we're going to need more time to just get everything perfect. Let's have all our leads written. They'll sound better. We showed them to each other ahead of time. And it was just like, this is sick. This is sick. Kind of like, here's what I'm going to do in this song. If your solo is going to lead in, right after I hit my last note. So think of how you want to like open up your solo following this one. And and the results were like great. And we felt really like just like positive about everything we came up with. So even like the, even like how we approached it this time was like a little bit, a little bit tighter. Yeah. More um, prepared. Little, like, yeah, a little bit more prepared, thought out. What about like the interludes and those kind of ambient kind of things that are going on too? Like, was that made up no. before and who's doing that? That's all Max. Okay. Um, we, we had... We had an idea to do that. Um, well, Max and I are both really big fans of the record um, on Strange Loops by Mithras. Oh, man. Yeah. We, like, yeah, for a, sure. It's a fucking brilliant, perfect record. Probably like if someone was like, what's the what's your favorite death metal album of the 21st century? I'd be like, probably that one. Like, Dude, you know, I just discovered it like I, I came into it later on and I, and I was blown away why it wasn't talked about more because holy shit, that thing is good, man. You're totally right. I think I can tell you why. Well, I mean, there's probably a few reasons. One, they have a they have a pretty niche sound, I guess. Yeah. The, the vocals aren't guttural. They're 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 more clear, which I like because I I love dude the dude's lyrics like a lot. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. I mean, it came out on on Willow Tip, which like I don't know how how many people pay attention to that label. That's I mean, true. The vinyl's still super accessible. Like you can still buy it off Discogs for thirty bucks or whatever. Like it's a double LP. But I don't know why it didn't pop off the way it did. But I think it's incredible. Galaxy, come back, take one 
they've always been really good at uh, ambient stuff, but they definitely have a song on that record called The Last Readout, which is just uh, like two clean guitar riffs kind of repeating themselves. And that's where we got the idea for um, Phosphorine. Oh, yeah. Third song on the record. I was like, what if we did something like this? And Max was like, done. Like, he's like, come up with a couple guitar riffs. We'll record it in the uh, in the practice space. So I did. And then he just put stuff over it. And then we were like, this is awesome. Like, it was almost almost like, bum, we didn't do more of it, though. Um, okay, yeah, yeah. Well, I love that. I mean, I love when albums... It's such a cool way in a death metal album to kind of break it up and just give you a second. And then also just like, you know, so you get that break. And then when that next song hits, sometimes it's even more powerful. But then plus, like to me, when an album has that, it kind of gives it more of an overall vibe, you know, which it's like a movie with a soundtrack. It's like it's just another layer. To me, it just makes an album always go a step higher as far as quality goes for me. A hundred percent. And it was very like it was definitely calculated where we were going to put it. So like, cause we, we kick that record off and like, it builds up and then it like goes into it. And then the second song, uh, the title track is kind of just like a total in your face kind of song. And then it was just like, well, like, yeah, let's just like, let's just bring everything down right after and then go into another like super intense song with infinite resurrection. Yeah. And some people that like totally threw them off and some people embraced it. Um, I love it. I, I think trying to listen to the record without that like trying to listen to side a without that just feels really weird to me mm-hmm. same um, here and and it's cool though because then we can also we can um we queue it up as a sample that like leads our sets now oh, okay um, nice um which i like we would play it we would try to play it live except um the the guitar is in a different tuning yeah so okay it would be really like be tricky to try to pull that off live It'd right be doable maybe like if we had time to actually work on it but we don't have time for anything so <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah I, but that's cool though i, don't, I think it, i think it works awesome and yeah hopefully you guys keep doing that but and i would say like on strange loops was like a, a record that we thought about a lot making this album not like we want to sound like mithras but like just like the whole vibe of that record was yeah there's a couple records you hear where it's just like holy shit like i want to like this just makes me want to like make a record right so that record, that record was one. Uh, that horrendous record that came out last year, I heard it and I was like, "Fuck that! I want to make another album now." <laughs> yeah, man, hundred percent. That thing is, I, yeah. I just played it two nights ago, uh, the last one, and yeah, I was saying the same thing in my head. Like, I think I like it even more now. It's just like that band; they're one of my top three death metal for sure. Yeah, and I love those guys. They're awesome people. We got to play with them on tour when we were in Pittsburgh, which was like a lot of fun. That's awesome. And, yeah, like I've, I I keep in touch with a couple of them consistently, and it's always just like anytime, like yeah, like when they put out that record, it was sort of like man, fuck you guys for this, and then when we put out <laughs> Planetary, it was sort of like the the inverse. They're like man, fuck you guys for this. <laughs> yeah, okay. Right. Exactly. Um, it's fun. Like they're yeah, they're so good. Watching them play live is great. Um, I definitely like watching them play live. I took a lot out of it when we toured with them because they have such a, they have a unique vibe because they don't, they're not trying to act evil or any of that shit. Like they're super positive live and it throws people off. Like <laughs> people were like, they smile. And I'm like, yeah, that's cool. Like That's awesome though. Like why, why wouldn't you? Like, well, I think that's awesome. That's one of the things you always hear about you guys is how nice you guys are. And try. you know, I think that's cool because not everybody has to be, you know, deicide or whatever and have like a huge aura around them. Cause. And I love, like, I'm glad bands like deicide exist you know what i mean like yes i love all that evil shit it's just like i'm not me if i tried to act like that like i i would look like such a moron like i don't i don't you don't want to do an upside down cross on the forehead no i would look like, <laughs> like 
I'm like, I'm, <laughs> I'm 30 years old. I look like I'm 20. Like I get, I look like a young Leo DiCaprio. Like I look like <laughs> such a idiot doing that. So I can't like, I just do, I just do my own thing. Well, that's cool though. Cause I'm, I hear that all the time about like the immolation guys, like one of the yeah. nicest guys in death metal. I mean, I don't think that's a bad thing at all. I think it's, I think it's awesome. It makes me uh, kind of want to support a band more when it's like that. Well, I think immolation are, are unique too, because they are very nice from what I hear. I've never really interacted with them though. I, when we played Maryland death fest, I was selling our merch after and I, I looked up and Ross was standing in front of me and he was like, can I buy this long sleeve? And I was like, Oh uh, yeah, sure. Um, I think they just, they, they still seem like just really real people. Yeah. Uh, maybe that's the byproduct of being a death metal band that was never huge. Like, they're not, mm-hmm. they're, they're amazing. Um, but they were never like cannibal corpse or morbid angel. Size. Exactly. But then they just like, maybe that like keeps them honest or like more punk about stuff. They, they understand what DIY is. And like, those are the, like, those are the kind of older bands that like you want to hang out with. Yeah. Um, they get- I agree. Have you ever, and don't name any names, but have you been disappointed by meeting anybody in the death metal scene? Like any veterans or anything like that? Um, not really. I, you know what? I actually haven't met too many, like, older people but like i think one that we met where we were like this was awesome was daryl like Kahan from punabrarum okay yeah because we are all citizens arrest fans we all know him from his like new york hardcore days like that's what we knew of him first okay we met him when we played uh we played with them in mexico city at a festival and he like came up he's like hey i'm daryl like oh i'm i'm derek this is payson was already talking to him and and we were like hey um we apologize in advance, but we're probably going to punish you really hard for the next like, <laughs> and he was like, cool, man. So we just started asking about like citizens arrest born against like early New York hardcore days, like crossing over into metal and like all that stuff. And he was super friendly about it. Cause we were just like a bunch of nerds, like just, right. just foaming at the mouth, like talking to him, uh, <laughs> which was like, I'm not, I'm not too embarrassed by it. Like I'm, I don't, I don't really get like, if I see someone who I admire, like I'll totally go up to them and, say hi and yeah but i like i won't i won't be like i think you're amazing but i'll like try to ask them about questions questions if i can right um yeah no i've never i have more disappointing like interactions with like bands that like exist now okay (laughs) that's a bummer (laughs) yeah but like it happens it's fine i'm sure you know what man like i'm sure there are people that have like i'm i'm sure that i've disappointed and like that's i'm sorry you know what i mean like right stuff like but uh, well, at least it's not your reputation so far from everyone I ever hear. You know what I mean? But we try our best. I definitely try my best. Um, uh, yeah, we 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 just we I don't know. We know what it's like to be those people. So like we never want to be dicks to anybody. Yeah, we exactly. No, we have no reason to be a dick to anybody either. You know what I mean? Like we're just regular people. Like we're not doing anything special. We're just we just happen to get in a van sometimes and drive to cities. Yeah. Yeah. And plus you're Canadian and I feel like that comes with the territory of just being overall nice. Yeah, we try. <laughs> sure. We say sorry a lot. That's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> right, so, right, right. But now we gotta go back to that Patreon question. Um if we yeah. kept writing, would it get more technical? Yeah, probably. But like not in any like crazy way. I think it would just it would think it would probably just build continue to build off off planetary um, okay but i would probably yeah like i like i like that though i like i wish we there's moments on i feel like planetary we play faster than we do on manor mm-hmm. um, more and i like that i guess it's like oh, i wish we could play faster more often but not in any like i want us to be a grindcore band but just like i think i would maybe like maybe the format of the song would change a bit okay maybe they wouldn't like maybe we would try to 
because the last song we wrote was only three minutes and it's it's like a perfect like almost like sum up of like what two mold is and we hadn't written a song that short since like when we recorded primordial malignity when it was just max and i and it was yeah. like fun. it was like wow we packing a lot into a short time is like fun we could we should do that more yeah maybe i'm like maybe i'm getting burnt out on trying to write like six minute death metal songs and then i see people who write like 12 minute death metal songs. <laughs> <laughs> um one other question before we jump into this topic since you were talking about that early stuff Obviously, and like we're saying, the style of writing has changed a lot since then. You know, you guys started off with more of the finished sound and now it's something completely different. Yeah. So is that like, um, like how much of what you're listening today has changed from then? And does that impact it a lot? I mean, I know you just mentioned a few bands where, you know, it motivates you, but has, has your listening style changed much as far as metal goes? Um, no, it's mostly the same. Like I... So my my relationship with metal is unique because I came into it through punk. So the the genres of metal I like are the ones that I feel like are extreme. Because like I like punk because it was like the most extreme thing I had heard at that point, right? Mm-hmm. So death metal and then grindcore were like more extreme. And then like so like I like I like a lot of doom, but like not traditional doom. Like I don't dislike it. It's just that I want to hear like the more extreme version of doom, which would be like you know funeral doom or like death doom bands and stuff. Yeah. So. I feel like what I listen to in metal is the same, but I'm still just, I find myself more drawn to like the contemporary, like drawing influence from that. Um, I think is more fun than trying to just go back to like the wheelhouse of records that everybody goes back to. Um, Yeah, that makes sense. It's also fun touring with bands that you don't sound like, and then you see they they have things in their songs where you're like, Oh, I like that. Like, I wish we had that in a song. Like, yeah. Touring of a feather and bone last year, totally like, you know, the way our record sounds wouldn't sound like that if we didn't go on tour with them. Mm, interesting. There's just things that we saw every night where it's just like, oh, I like when they do that. We should do that. Like, we should have a part like that. And even like, uh, I think we have like a riff on uh, on the new LP, which was like when we wrote it, like when we write songs, Max and I, he will draft everything out on like a sheet. So we'll start writing a few riffs and he's like, okay, hang on. We're doing six times this riff, six times this thing, six times this. And they could be whatever. It's like, you know, six by doom intro, uh, <laughs> two by suffocation riff or like yeah. six by Nile riff. And then even on a song, we have like six by superstition. Cause there was like, this riff sounds like superstition. So we're like, right. I'll call it superstition riff. Cause it was just like the way they play. It was just like, I love that. Like, I want to have like, I want to play like a part like that. And it's the same with like, like that Mortuous LP that came out last year. It was just like, there's a part on the parts on that record. It's like, Oh, that's so cool. Like I wish we had our own version of that. I find right. that like a more, yeah, I'm more drawn to our contemporaries. Cause I don't know. It, it just feels it's maybe because it's fresher because it's like, no, I like that to it for years. It's like new. It's, it's exciting. Exactly. It's yeah. It's just like, we're all just playing like a form of throwback music. Like when you really like stop and think about it, but we're but like with that added, you know, yeah, like trying new to identity. A, a spin on it, right? So yes. hearing other people's spin on uh, old school death metal, to put in quotations, um, is like more fascinating to me than that. No, now it's fun to hear old death metal stuff that you haven't heard before. And that's where like the internet, the internet is great because it's like it's ruining obscurity almost. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because like things are now accessible. And that's cool. We talked about this the last time we we talked. Um, yeah. And but it's great then because like guys like Ken's Death Metal Crypt like will just be constantly posting like these old tapes on YouTube, 
of like these U.S. death metal bands from the 90s. And you're like, I've never heard this. It's so fun. Yeah, it's so good. And like a couple of them, you're just like, holy smokes, like this is like, how did this not pop off? And right. It's the same with like certain albums that come out from back in the day where it's like, how did this not pop off? And then you look and you're like, well, it only came out on CD and metal and punk and and hardcore and whatever. Like we all fetishize format, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, well, if it like if it didn't come out on vinyl, is someone going to really listen to it? Because maybe they're never going to want to own it. And that shapes how they listen to it, which is like still a problem. We still have albums that come out now that are maybe CD and digital only and people just pass it up. Yeah, that's true. Can't own the record. And it's like, like really like that, like that's going to stop you from checking something out. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's nuts. (laughs) So yeah, it's just like, it's just bizarre to me. I'm a CD guy. So for me, as long as there's a physical CD, I'm happy. I just get pissed when it's a digital only. Digital only, definitely a bummer. But I feel like, is that still like a very common thing in metal do you find that or man everyone's different nowadays i mean half the people are on you know just streaming and half people tape is such a big thing right now tape is a big thing you know which i haven't moved to but sometimes i need to because it's either digital or tape you know like maggot stomp it's like totally that label you know so i don't know man i feel like everyone's different right now and for them too like it's because they gotta they gotta play to their demographic right yeah Um, there you go i get that but then the hope is that like um I feel like, well, how about that band Malignant Altar on, on yeah. Stomp? I think someone put out, if they haven't already, like I'm sure some other label might do a CD version of like their couple tapes and stuff, right? That'd be great. That band is one of the best bands to like surface over like the last year or so. Yeah, man. I That's actually the band that made me check out Maggot Stomp further. I was like, oh, what really? is this? And then I, I kind of dove into it more and I was like, okay, this label knows what they're doing. And yeah, that, but yeah, that, uh, what is it? I guess it's a demo so far, right? There's uh there's two tapes and they're both like, they're both demos. Um, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure they are working on a record. I talked to Bo from that band. Um, okay. Uh, which is very like, funny for me because he's just like we've talked and he's just like your band is great i'm like so is yours and he like really likes our new record but like i've been very like i've been very cautious with how much i like punish him about how big of a deal insect warfare is to me because they're like they're like the best grindcore band to happen in the 2000s like yes and and of course so of course malignant altar is awesome because it's like it's him and uh, it's him and Dauber like on uh, Dauber on drums and him on guitar and it's like well then of course this is great because like yeah no shit I <laughs> did one of the best extreme metal bands ever so like of course like your new band is gonna be fucking awesome I'm glad that yeah I'm glad they're doing it yeah me too um but like so then that's the hope right is that like a, a CD label will see it and be like oh I'll put this uh, you want you want your two tapes on a CD like we did that with uh first couple tapes like we did that thing with blood harvest right um, that's true where it was like a demos compilation but we also for our our demos now are just songs that will end up on records it seems like yeah okay so you'll get that version on a cd but then we also our our demos are always free to download i know it's not like it's like a it's kind of a shitty consolation prize to people who can't get it on cd yeah but it's something (laughs) and you'll get it at some point and the collectors can get it on tape and yeah totally it's still cool but uh, all right, speaking of some of those hidden gems and things that go unnoticed, yeah, we uh, for this episode, like I said, we'll be talking about that for our uh, our main topic. So, what do you have for us for uh, underrated or underappreciated? However, you went about it. Yeah, I I came up with a few. So, I'll give a couple like older ones and a couple newer ones. Okay, right on. I thought that'd be fun. Um, 
again, I feel like so the first one was this band called, called Insatanity, which is not How a great name. How do you spell name. that? Um, I-N-S-A-T-A-N-I-T-Y. Yeah, no wonder it's unnoticed. <laughs> so it's like insanity, but with Satan in the middle, pretty much. Oh, okay, I got it. Got it. Satanity. Uh, <laughs> and they had a record called Divine Decomposition. Came out on Unisound. I'm pretty sure it was like CD and maybe tape only. No LP, I don't think. Um, which is maybe why people haven't like gone after it. Yeah. Like if another band that used to be obscure that it, I feel like is not obscure anymore is was the band Infester. Um, yes. Who are pretty like not i don't want to say well known now but like they got they got a proper like reissue and it's awesome and you know they were a band that was once obscure that is now not obscure like um, yeah they're one of those that i found out just from yeah like the internet you know you see it pop up and then you're like holy shit yeah i never heard of this before but it's awesome yeah like i remember i remember seeing them on like uh like a list on a website when i was when i was probably like 19 or 20 and listening to it at the time, I was like, yo, this sucks. And then I like, came back to it later. <laughs> I wasn't ready for something that 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 extreme or that brutal, that strange. Yeah. And it, it grew to be like a really like uh, a record I really like. Um, In Satanity just sound like them. Like it's that kind of like strange okay. death metal. Um, oh, then that's awesome. I can't wait to check that out. Yeah, it's it's really cool. And again, just I feel like it hasn't got its proper due. Probably because... It hasn't gotten like a, a good reissue. Um, it was never out on vinyl. No one's like bootlegged their shirts. Like all the things that turn an obscure band into a non-obscure band. Um, they just yeah. gotten that treatment. And maybe they will. Um, yeah. That record's awesome. Is there any like specific song if I played a clip from it or just anything on it? Uh, let me see. Probably like Under the Baphomet or Rex uh, Judearum, like right in the middle of the record okay. um, is good. Another LP that anytime I get the chance to to recommend it to somebody, I, I will, is Mangled Torsos, who were okay. like a German sort of grind band, but they had this one LP called Drawings of the Dead, and it's basically just the most perfect blend of blast beats and like mid-paced mosh riffs, and it's so okay. catchy. If you're like a fan of cerebral rots new lp like you should oh nice you should listen to mangled torsos like drawings of the dead like if that if like if you find that in your wheelhouse like go listen to that record 
like you're you're gonna love it it's <laughs> it's so good yeah because that cerebral rot is awesome so yeah yeah like songs like unsuspecting sacrifice and like lost emotions are just fucking so good um, when did that was that like uh that was in the 90s or yeah i think it was like 90 94 i think kind of in that kind of quiet area yeah era good band that so they have they have an lp but it's sort of uh it's a it's a studio record but most of the songs were on demos before it and i think there's actually only one song on the record that was was written like a new song when it came out but was um the album engraved in black by uh acrosticon okay who were from the netherlands so they sound like some of their contemporaries like they have a little bit of like a gorefest or like asphyx vibe okay nice i think uh I think people get like turned off by the album cover because it just like doesn't look like looks more like like a like a goth metal record hmm, okay than a death metal record, but it is it's really good. The songs are super tight, good blend of like like catchy, a little a little technical at times, with just like maybe like some fast movement and uh, yeah, it's just it's just awesome. Songs like Immolation of the Agnostic, Zombies, like they're it's solid. Uh, I don't know if the person on the album cover is Kareen, who she was like the bassist and vocalist, but uh, yeah, it's just a, it's a fucking tight record. And I, yeah, I haven't heard of that one either. It gets yeah, I feel like it gets overlooked.
I feel like, man, like death metal from the Netherlands, like there's some, there's some hits and I feel like there's a few records that don't get their proper, proper, uh, proper due. It's definitely Um, not. Yeah. It's not a region you hear about it that often. No, but like they had like, I mean, obviously they had bands like, like Asphyx, Pestilence, Sinister, who I think are kind of popular. But like yeah, nowadays. Automized were from there, and they're awesome. Gorefest is awesome. Um, the band Burial, who had like one record, Relinquished Souls, is good. Thanatos, that like death thrash. Oh yeah, yep. From there, another cool band from there was Polluted Inheritance. Um, Creep Mime, yeah. So, anyways, like you could just do like a a bunch of Netherlands death metal records. It's like underrated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, we'll shift gears a little bit. A record that came out, I think, in 2015. Uh, I want to say it was 2015. Let me just let me just quickly fact check myself, so yeah, I don't sound totally stupid. Yeah, 2015. This band from Iran called Next Carnus. They put out an LP called Obscure Visions of Dark. It came out on. Well, they, I think they first put it out. It came out on Bandcamp, and then this, this label called Nightbreaker Productions did a CD of it. Okay, and it's just like. It's very it's very well recorded. I guess for lack of a better way of putting it, they're a death metal band, but they're very fast. They've got riffs that sound like they're hard to play, um, good solos, but just like it is, yeah, it's like just balls to the wall death metal. Um, okay. Big, yeah, never heard of that one. Big fan of them. I'm hoping that people start paying attention to them because they're putting out a seven inch on uh, Blood Harvest. Okay. Um, which is a little bit more recognizable than the other labels. Yeah, I was going to say, people should at least pick up on that. And if it's good, you would think the word would spread yeah. with Blood Harvest. And hopefully, maybe if it goes well, maybe maybe Blood Harvest can like do a vinyl version of that LP. Because if they did, right. that would be cool. But that 7-inch that hasn't come out yet. I don't know when it... I think it might be due to come out next month. But I'm okay. going to hear it. Because um, I haven't stopped listening to that that record. I feel like that one like was like a really good case of like a CD-only record that that should have popped off and just didn't.
Did you just find that like what scrolling through Bandcamp or was it like a suggestion or? I think I, I'm trying to remember. I think I like came across it on that, um, that website, rate your music, which is like an archaic website that I don't know how many people still use, but like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I use it. I used it. That was like the, the when I was like a teenager, that was like the website that like exposed me to so much stuff. Cause like, yeah, users would create lists of like the lists. Yeah. Yeah. The best underrated death metal records. He wrote the best, like, <laughs> you know, like goth rock records of the eighties. Like here's, yeah. like, here's all your favorite shoegaze albums in one spot in a list. So you know what, where to start kind of like, right. It was great for that. It was a useful tool. And I think I came across that one through there. I honestly don't even remember how, but it was just like, I checked it out and I was like, Holy smokes. Like this is, this is fantastic. Yeah. I feel like that okay. one, like a year later, um, that band, uh, that band zealotry put out an album called the last witness, which was just CD and digital. And I remember listening to it all the time being like, why are more people talking about this? Like it's Phil from Cathelist. And that, that is Cathelist one. CD. Okay. I do remember this one. Yeah. And that Cathelist LP is like, I mean, it's incredible. And Oh, hell yeah. Wait, that's the same guy. Yeah. He was, he's not, I don't think he's in the band anymore, but he definitely like wrote on that record. And I think the record that came out last year or this year, but he definitely played on it. So it was just like, oh, shit. Okay. I think him and a couple guys from like the Boston area. But okay. I remember hearing him being like, oh, he's like, Phil's got this other band. Uh, I got to check that out. And then being like, this is like, this is good. Like, it's just as good. It's just a different kind of, different kind of vibe. But I was like, why are more people talking about this? Like, interesting. I'm definitely going back to that now. Yeah. Um, yeah. The Last Witness. It was their second record. I just think it's, I think it's killer. from this year that i i perfect i don't know how long it's been out i learned of this record because the website grizzly butts reviewed it and grizzly butts is like my favorite review website it, okay it's one of the three sites where like i actually would will read my own like a review of my own bands yeah yeah okay so I, really, I like i i really recommend like if you're a band and you're starting to like you know you're starting to pop or like get recognition like don't don't read about it yeah <laughs> um, it's not a good idea you're gonna you're gonna like you're gonna experience these strange like highs and lows because you're gonna read something that's really good and you're gonna read something that's really bad like you're gonna someone's gonna praise you and then someone's like gonna take shit on you and you're you're gonna like 
if you if you don't have like a suit of armor on or like a thick skin, like it's going to consume you and you're going to become obsessed with the negative and yeah, it's going to seep in. That's going to influence what you're doing. And yeah. yeah. And then like, and, and who knows who's doing the reviews? I mean, it's so nowadays, especially it's anybody, you know? Yeah, for sure. And the thing of it is, is like, how long does someone sit with their record when you review, when they review it? You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. And, and it's so, such a like, difference. Yeah. Like in some where I, I don't even know if like the person they were sent if they were sent an advanced copy, that's one thing. If not, what did they just download it off SoulSeek to review it? If you at least bought the album, then I feel like you're within your right to like, you can say whatever you want about it. I mean, you can, anybody can say anything that they want. Sure. But like, I'm, I'm not super like, I don't know. I, I have, I won't, I won't read many. I won't watch many video reviews. Not unless like if the person reaches out and they were like, I really appreciate it if you, if you read this or looked at it, uh, then like I'll make the time. Yeah. But like, I'm not going to watch the needle drop review my record. Right. Right. I don't give a fuck, man. Like, I don't care. It, yeah. it means it, well, it's like, one dude's opinion. Well, that and like, but like for, but for some people, they're like, well, that's great exposure. And I'm like, I guess so. Like, I don't, I don't, I'm not yeah. happy for the exposure. Like, I don't, I don't want it. Like, I don't, I just don't care. Like, I, I just want to write music. Um, right. But anyways, we went off. On <laughs> that's all right. If you don't read Grizzly Butts reviews, they're great. He's super thoughtful. He draws from a very deep well of comparisons. I like it. Um, I'll check it out. He's a he's a he's a fucking awesome dude. Um, but he reviewed a record from this band called Urza, who I believe are from Germany, and they put out this record this year called "The Omnipresence of Loss." It's a funeral doom album. Um, okay, it's really good. It's very oppressive. It's very exhausting. But like, if you like exhausting doom metal, then like, check it out. Doom is a tricky one for me, so I, I, we'll I, we'll see. <laughs> well, good luck, but um, it's okay. But no, the the right stuff though, I, I I can really get into it, so I'm definitely gonna check it out. It's a good it's a good mix of like there's like there's like nice melodic passages, but it's like it's very heavy, um, CD only right now. So yeah, probably like eighty percent of people who like Funeral Doom, like I mean, like, I don't know, like, I think Funeral Doom fans are aware of the reality that not everything is vinyl but like your average like metal consumer might pass it by because they can't buy it on, on yeah i would urge people to give it a chance i think it's i think it's really good
What label is that on? You know? Uh, let me find out. Um, Solitude Productions. Okay. Which I think is overall like a goth, gothic metal, doom metal. Yeah. Label. They're from. I think the label's from Russia, but I think the band is. Uh, is yeah, they're from Germany. Uh, awesome. Yeah, it's terrific. I I really like it. Um, it's five songs, but it's like I think it's in about an hour long. And that was this year, you said. Yeah, I think it only came out came out in March. Okay. So it's still still fresh, still recent. But I feel like that like sometimes records just fall by the wayside, and I feel like that one might, and I feel like it shouldn't. Yeah, get the word out now. Yeah. That's a solid list, man. Anything else you want to add to it, or is that it? I think that's good. Yeah. Yeah. I like it, man. I, I none of those were ones that I've listened to before. So. Did you guys already pick your underrated records? Like, did you guys already do that? Nope. Next, probably next week we'll do it. Next week. You know, it's an yeah. underrated record that I think you, maybe you mentioned in when we were talking that was like a big record. Like I thought about it a lot when we were writing and recording the new record was um, Screams of Anguish by Brutality. Yeah, yeah, I don't for know, sure. I don't know why that record isn't, like, worshipped. It is, like, if you like Florida Death Metal, like, it is such a good slice of, like, the the intensity that Florida Death Metal can bring, but, like, with the technicality of, like, of bands, like, of death, like, uh, like mid-90s death and, like, cynic, but just, like, way more aggressive. Like, yeah, way more aggressive. I it think is, it's just like they only they didn't do that much, you know, and then they they disappeared. It's like they didn't keep trucking along, putting stuff out all along. You know what I mean? Weren't as good. Like, right. That's, that's probably that's it, too. Yeah, it's tough. That's always a tough thing. I know. But that was one of the ones that I thought of when I was thinking about, like, the interludes and stuff, like when we were talking about with your guys's album. Yeah. That's one of the weirdest things on that album is they're just off the wall interludes that are so different than like the rest of it. Yeah. And, uh, I, but I love that. I love Gives that. it like identity. It was like when people were like, um, it was funny because in the, in the opening song on the record, on our record, Planetary Clairvoyance, the song Beg for Life, like we, we build it up, we build it up and then we have like a couple intense riffs and then we just completely stop and like go into like a classical guitar, like passage. Yeah. And like some people were like, whoa, like that's, that's like crazy. Like, like, where'd you get that idea? And I was like, like. Uh, Holy Wars by Megadeth like they did that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but not, yeah. like I love stuff like that like I love when you turn like a song on a dime like Niall does that all the time too um, yep. Mithra's like I mean half of like uh, that on Strange Loops is like is like more like atmospheric like ambient clean guitar playing and it's right that record isn't that record without that stuff like those little touches right. I think I think take can make something like go from good to great. And maybe for some person goes from great to just good. Right. You know? Exactly. Yeah. What well, keeps your, it keeps interest up for me. Like some death metal, you just, if it's the same thing, song after song after song, I mean, you know, it yeah. better be a short album, you know, cause otherwise you lose that interest unless it's for sure. It's like, it's one like a record is like 40 minutes long. Yes. And it's like, no, exactly. it should be 20 to 25. Right. So, <laughs> but, and that was the curse of like a lot of death metal albums is like they're nine to 11 songs and that's like that's a lot like yeah we did we did seven and like you could you could make the case where it's like you did seven one song is like you could someone could be like it's just an interlude you only put out you only wrote like three new songs or something and i'm like no we like that interlude is a song to me so yeah we put as much just we put just as much care into that as we did recording infinite resurrection or any other song off that 100 percent. like you said it would not be the same without it no Awesome, man. Well, I appreciate it, and I uh, cannot wait to check into these 
these songs and I hope you guys come back to Detroit uh, and hopefully it's not when I'm having like another kid or something <laughs> like that, but <laughs> I'll be there next time. Congrats again on that though. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Thanks man. But I won't, I won't take any more of your time, man. It was a great talk though. Yeah. Thank you. So yeah, hopefully uh, we'll see you around again. And uh, if not, we'll, we'll talk again at some point. For sure, man. Keep in touch. Keep in touch.